It's Monday, November 15th. Welcome to The News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the inflation situation. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. A little bit of housekeeping before I jump in. There will be no new episodes this Wednesday and Thursday as I'll be out of town. So the News Diet will publish tomorrow and then return Monday the 22nd to the regular schedule. After 20 months of unprecedented living due to COVID, it's hard to avoid one of the consequences that seemingly affects every one of us. Inflation. The rising costs of goods and services this past year has become undeniable, and at least for right now, shows no sign of slowing down. Now this subject is highly nuanced, and really there's no limit to how granular we could get here. We're talking politics, psychology, and the inner workings of multiple sectors, and then of course the unprecedented pandemic. So let's start with what the situation is and what this means for the everyday person. Prices of goods and services have risen to record levels this year. The costs of gas, groceries, cars, and more have risen 5.4% from just last year, which is the largest increase since 2008. Obviously, this isn't great for consumers. Nobody likes paying more for the things they want or need. There's a lot of different factors contributing to the situation. A lot of it has to do with policies and even the psychology shifts caused by COVID. 20 months ago, when coronavirus rocked the world, much of the U.S. was placed on sweeping lockdowns. This applied to private families and also businesses. In an attempt to manage the spread, many local governments essentially enacted 24-7 curfews, which consequently shut down economies. Hundreds of thousands of businesses closed, millions of workers lost their jobs, and traveling became almost impossible. With everyone home, spending plummeted. No one was dining out, going on trips, shopping, or spending money on gas. Many businesses that did remain open had to navigate an instant decline in business. This obviously meant that worker layoffs were rampant, but it also affected other business decisions like office leases and supply orders. These decisions had a real trickle-down effect. Businesses unable to pay rent affected landlords and real estate investors. Ordering less supplies hurt suppliers. Another perspective is there were industries that were able to pivot somewhat easily to remote working. For example, technology, finance, and media sectors. These industries had the benefit of not needing to downsize and therefore keep their workers employed during the lockdowns. What this meant was that those who did continue to earn a living weren't spending like they used to because they couldn't do anything. So you have a large chunk of the population who just saved their money for a year and a half. Throw on top of that President Biden's COVID relief package, which gave almost every adult at least $1,400 checks, and you had a lot of cash stacking up for many households. Also, the Fed dropped interest rates to practically zero to incentivize borrowing. So when the time came to lift lockdowns, demand for goods and services skyrocketed. Consumers who had been quarantined for months were ready to dine, shop, move, and travel, and they had the money to do it. Now, on one hand, this was a good thing, as it gave businesses much-needed revenue after months of struggling. But on the other hand, the demand was so high and so fast that to this day, they're still working to catch up. With businesses in desperate need of workers, the unemployed, who, by the way, also received government aid throughout the pandemic, 
are using this as a leverage to demand higher wages and better benefits before returning to work. Also, keep in mind that the drastic rise in demand has also affected entire supply chains. Manufacturers and delivery services are also struggling to fill positions, and this is having a domino effect around the world. Delays in creating products or delivering products affect those trying to sell the products. So it's a really high demand with very low supply that's forcing prices of goods and services to go up. One pretty obvious example is the single-family home market. The demand for single-family homes soared as city dwellers fled from more suburban neighborhoods in an attempt to escape lockdowns in small apartments, lack of urban amenities, and rising homelessness. The result of this was housing prices surged at record levels. The huge amount of buyers gave the few amount of sellers the leverage to increase the price of their home by sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars more than from just a year ago. The Fed and the government feel this inflationary period is temporary and will balance out shortly. But some economists predict it could be another year or more, with many admitting that it's a difficult situation to assess and predict because of the unprecedented nature of it all. There might be a ton of uncertainty about the future, considering COVID is still a part of our lives, but at least industries are opening up and restrictions are starting to ease, which gives many hope that a life of normalcy might be on the horizon. Today is Monday, November 15th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.